0: welcome in to the arrowhead addict podcast matt Verderham, no patrick allen i am sterling holmes filling in for him probably just taking the day off probably just wanted to just make us do more work i think that's probably what it is verdoram what are your thoughts
1: um i think he's a quitter and a fraud and um I think he's allowing the company and the corporation to get to him. It's something about meetings and uh, having to do his job. So (laughs)
0: fraud, total fraud. Next thing you know, he's going to start coming out with those embossed little business cards, like American Psycho, making sure his business card is the best stock.
1: Shameful. It's unbelievable. I I used to, in our offices in Chicago that we used to go to before COVID changed the world, we all sat in what we called like the bullpen, which was just like rows of, of desks. And, Patrick had his own office, all glass in the front. And let's just say if it was a different time and a different era, and you could get away with things that, that weren't going to be sent to HR immediately. I had many ideas of ways to, to mock him through the glass, but uh, <laughs> no, I didn't feel like getting
0: fired. Uh, what's great is I don't actually have HR, just so you guys know. Uh, I can pretty much do what I want. Uh, so, I'm not going to. We're going to talk Chiefs. I don't. I don't want to actually get in trouble legally speaking, because that's no. That's not fun for anyone. No. lawyers
1: get involved. It's not good.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's talk some some Chiefs, some Jags. They play on Saturday. First and foremost, I want to get the the Twitter fun out of the way first, which is Trevor Lawrence comments. I personally believe they were taken a little out of context, but at the same time. It's gonna rile up the chief's kingdom you know what was gonna happen what's your thought process with the Trevor Lawrence comments I'm not fun with this kind of stuff
1: because to me I, I'm just very much like I'm about the game I'm just about like focusing on the actual game what's gonna matter in the game nobody in the world is gonna be you know in the huddle on second and eight and big guys Trevor Lawrence doesn't think arrowheads loud enough let's show him you know like if they're doing that they've lost now for the fans hey listen. You should be in full throat anyway. Like, nothing should change that. And I I agree with you, man. He didn't say – he wasn't like, Arrowhead's not loud. He was just complimenting his own fan base, which is fine. Which, by the way, they were really loud at the beginning of that game. Like, nobody in the world, including the Jags, honestly feels like, yes, Jacksonville has as much of a home field advantage as Kansas City. Like, nobody thinks that. But he's not going to say that. Not gonna come out and be, like, I'll tell you what, you know, our fans are garbage, but if the, the fans in Kansas City wrote out to get out, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So like I, I listen, I don't think he was saying anything or trying to start anything. I, I think it was a little bit of like a hey, let's use this as motivation type thing as Chiefs fans, but I, I thought like I listened to the whole quote. I don't think there was any malice intended. I really don't. I I think it
0: was. Yeah, I will also say, one, Thornhill getting into it, challenging Chiefs Kingdom to break the decibel record, going over 142.2. It's fun. It's fun. And what's nice is it doesn't feel like Jacksonville fans and Chiefs fans have this ire towards each other the way that Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs fans do. It's kind of nice. It's almost friendly to an extent.
1: Well, I think, listen, and this is not a criticism of Jacksonville, but like, I think they're kind of new on the block, right? I mean, they haven't played in a lot of big games in a while. Chiefs and Bills fans have a deep-seated hatred at this point of each other because, you know what? I'm going to be really honest. You know why? Because Chiefs fans are really insecure about the whole Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen thing, which which always kills me. Like, you know, do you know how many times I was tweeted about the, you know, Tony Romo, he's looking, God, listen to the way he talks about Josh Allen. It's bullshit. Eh. Like It's like, he does the same thing about Mahomes. It just happened to be a Bills game. Now I agree he
0: was he was a lot in that game. Come on, I will, I will say
1: he was a lot in that game. I'm, I, I like Romo, but it, it was it was aggressive. Okay, although I will say I was less bothered by the Josh Allen stuff than I was by Big Game Gabe, as he, I, that was I'm like, come on, man. Okay, okay, Mr. Whoa.
0: January.
1: Okay, yeah, there was a lot going on. But like every time there's a conversation with almahol, Chiefs fans are just like vultures into the conversation. I have a I have a handful of buddies who I went to college with who are Bills fans who are on Twitter, who are just peeing you know, just run of the mill people on Twitter, and I'll talk with them and people will just dive into the comments, make like, your quarterback's not as good as our and it's like it's like, my God, just relax. Like I but but I will say this, on the flip side of that. Because every fan base has their thing. Chiefs fans got own it a little bit, you're a little bit defensive of Mahomes. Which is funny because you don't have to be defensive of Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Like he, his play defends it. Bills fans on the other side get like wildly annoyed when they're like, well, you know, the Chiefs, the, you know, in the last five regular season games against the Bills and the Bengals are zero five. It's like, yeah, but they beat the Bills in the last two playoff games. The only games that matter is they beat. and Bills fans just lose their shit every time I say that. Like it doesn't matter. There's still it's like it, it actually it does matter. It, it really matters, right? Like, in fact, it matters more than anything else. Like, those, those are the games that really do matter. And, like, one of them was an all-time great game that you blew with 13 seconds left, and the other one was a full-blown ass-kicking two years ago. So, like, every fan – and then, there, to be fair, I got to say, then there's the Bengals part of this, where Bengals fans, at least in my experience, are much more like, hey, we're pretty good, too, and then both Chiefs Chief and Bill Stamper like, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just – it. It is, it is. It is three fan bases that have had up until recently for the Chiefs, obviously, have not had major success. The Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. The Bills have not won a Super Bowl. The Chiefs had not won one in 50 years. And so the Chiefs won one, which I think automatically draws the ire of everybody. But then Bills and Bengals fans are just innately furious, as we all were for 50 years, right? So it's, if the Jacksonville, hey, man, they showed up like 25 years ago. Not, <laughs> they haven't had
0: enough time to get Give them another 25 years. They'll be there. They'll get there. Uh, Jacksonville's like, hey guys, we're here too. And everyone's like, okay, no, no one cares about you. You're not part of the conversation. It's like when you're at
1: a, it's like when you're at a house party in college and the door opens and you're like, oh, it's Fitzy, what's going on And then like you're oh, another door, you're like, it's Bobby. And then like, oh, and then like, oh, it's Greg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Jacksonville like, Jaguars, they're Greg.
1: Yes. Like in this case, you're like, when the hell did Greg get here? Hey, He's all right. You know, like, you know, the you know, it's it's not like it's not like when the other two show up and you're either like really happy to see them or you're like, oh son of a bitch, you showed up to the party, really? Like, you know, so I think right now, if Jacksonville wins this game, Greg's getting thrown out a window for the next 10 years. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. Like, look, think about like, okay, you know who Greg couldn't be? The Colts. The Colts could show up this game three and 14. The Chiefs fans would be like, get him out. Get him out. Call He's a police.
0: fucking liability. He's a right. liability.
1: It, it would be – the Colts could enter a playoff game somehow, 0-17 against the Chiefs, and people would just be like, get him out of here. Get him <laughs> out like they're kind, their you kind. Know, it would just be yeah, – it would be screaming. So every every fan base has their thing. But with the Jags, yeah, it is. It's, it's much more like, hey, Jackson, well, that's cool. I've been here in a while. Like, you know, so listen, that all said, the Jags are a good team. Like the Jaguars, I think sometimes like I, i've I have seen this narrative that Jacksonville somehow is like this like happy to be here team, and ah oh, they have no chance in this game. and I don't believe that. I mean, the Chiefs are favorites, and they should be like for good reason. they're obviously the favorite. But I don't think it's as easy as like, ah, Chiefs will just roll out of bed on Saturday and smoke them. Like, I don't I don't think that. do
0: you feel that way or do you feel the way I feel? No, and, and really quickly, speaking of good teams, Casey Bierko, an arrowhead addict. The best team, the best combination. Uh, KC Birko, they helped brew a beer for us. We were there. It's Arrow Red Lager. If you've not had a chance to go to KC Birko and try it, they have it on tap as well as in six packs. Y'all better hurry because if you saw me drinking it, I'm drinking it out of the liters. Yes, cut a two liter in half. That's how I pound the Arrow Red Lager. It's extremely good. Uh, I could not recommend this anymore. They've been brewing their beer with the Bavarian Beer Purity Law of 1516, using only four ingredients. We talk about it every week. We talk about it every day, and it's true. It is the best beer you will have. Dare to beer different. That's right. That's right.
1: Great. By the way, despite my my grain catastrophe of 2022, we got the beer brewed, and it is awesome. All right. Are you with me on Jacksonville being a a real team or are you more like, yeah, listen, they're
0: fine, but this is a three touchdown game? I I don't think it's a three touchdown game, but I'm more or less they're fine. Uh, I don't think they're a great team. Uh, They're a team to an extent. I do think they're happy to be here. If they lose by 50, their season is already considered a success. But that to an extent makes them a dangerous team because they can play very loose. If you think there's a four and th- fourth and two, fourth and three on their own 40-yard line, they're going for Oh, they're going. Their, oh, yeah. their, their game plan is not trying to stop Mahomes. It's trying to outscore the Kansas City Chiefs. That, that's their only way to win. We know their DVOA against passing is 30th in the NFL. We know good. they are last against tight ends. Defense yeah. is not going to be a factor for them. They, they should accept that. It's going to be, how can we outscore Kansas City? Two-point conversions, you better believe that's going to be a, a factor in this game. They're just not as talented as Kansas City, so they have to do these things. They pulled out an onside kick against the Chiefs in a regular season game. What happens in the playoffs? I've said it once. I'll say it again. Doug Peterson doesn't have stones. Dude has boulders. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door.
1: They are absolutely... I'm glad you say, wait a minute, I was going to say this. The Jaguars in this game, there is nothing too aggressive for that team in this game. Like, if I'm Dave Tobe, and I've come out of my season-long slumber, okay? I I would say to everybody in my meeting room, listen, you need to expect anything, anything at all. Like, I don't care if it's fourth and eight at, at their own 12. Be ready. I would tell my, my punt return teams, I don't care if you return the ball for one yard in this game. Do not fumble the ball and be extremely aware of any kind of a fake, any kind of concern on on, on any you know uh, a hard count to get you to jump if it's fourth and five or less, I mean, all that kind of stuff on the kick returns. Listen, you stay and stare at that ball on the front line until that ball's over your head. I don't care what what time of the game it is. You should be prepared. Now, the fact they played Jacksonville, Jacksonville did an onside kick to start the game, should have their attention. You would think, and the fact that they know Doug Peterson so well should also have their attention. I say all that, and I still have a deep-seated fear that the Chiefs will absolutely fall asleep on some fake punt that is obvious to everyone on earth except for the Chiefs. Like, fourth and five at midfield, and they're in punt formation, down 10, the Chiefs are like, hey, I gotta send it back to us. It's a 30-yard run up the gut. If you're Jacksonville, you are dangerous because you have nothing to lose. Just like I feel like the Giants are with the Eagles. You have absolutely nothing to lose. It's house money. You're right, man. I sit down the radio there. They Literally almost verbatim what you said. They lose by 50 points. So what? This season was a success. It doesn't matter. No one thinks they're going to go in there and win this game. Now I will say this. There is the other side of that sword when you're that aggressive. If it doesn't work, you could be staring at 28 nothing in an instant. Because I do agree with you, Jacksonville's defense is not good. And they are just about tailor-made for the Chiefs. They're terrible against the pass. They play a ton of man coverage. They play single high-safety looks. Like if there is a team that is just built for the Chiefs to throw all over the field against. They don't get a lot of pressure. They don't sack the quarterback. I mean, they're it. They're, they're the type of team that you would you would draw up. By the way, I want to thank Evan Gabrielson uh, for the Super Chat. Thanks so much, man. Love the podcast, guys. If there was one thing you worry about from the Chiefs, what is it? I say special teams. I mean, Evan, I just kind of went over. It is. For me, it is. I, I worry about them. You know, do they leave four or five points on the board with kicks? Do they fumble a return and give away an easy seven? Uh, Do they fall asleep on a fake? If their special teams is just a net neutral – like, if it's just neutral, I think they're fine. My concern is, like, are they negative 10 in this game on special teams? That would be my big concern.
0: Yeah, I would say special teams as well, and thank you, Evan. That's very, very kind of you. Jamal Agnew, I assume, is back in this game as well, and he is one of the best return men in the NFL punt as well as kick. Something I want to touch (laughs) on when it comes to special teams here – Chiefs DVOA, last I checked, this was before week 18, so I apologize I don't have it updated in front of me. They were 19th on special teams DVOA. Was that surprising to you, that it wasn't 27, 28, 29?
1: No, because I feel like it always stands out to you more as, as a fan of the team, like when the one bad thing happens.
0: Well, well, that this is my point right here. I'm glad you answered that way. Sorry okay. I had to cut you off, but I wanted to go say go yes. Thank you for agreeing. In Dave Tobes' decade here in Kansas City, right? He's only had one other season. The Chiefs were outside the top ten, right? Outside yeah, of he's, he's outside of overall, outside of this year, one other year, and one more. The other years, he was inside the, the top five. So we've become accustomed for so long having incredible special team units. This is what the majority of teams go through. This is almost average. This is almost what the average team does. But we are so used to being or used to seeing great special teams units, great kickers from Cairo Santos to Ryan Suckup. Morton Anderson had his, his decent couple of years before him. And then obviously Harrison Butker, right? right? We're used to guys making their kicks. This is what the majority of teams deal with. Now, it's obviously worse when you have such a potent offense, just catch the ball, don't fumble. But I wanted to point out, it hasn't been as bad as we here might have or might have thought it was.
1: So one thing I think that's interesting with their special teams, which surprised me, I looked this up a couple days ago. If I asked you to take a guess, how many extra points has has Harrison Butker missed this year? How many would you say? I would say three. That's exactly what he's missed. Yeah. I thought it was like seven. It's three. It's 38 of 41 kicking extra points. Not that that's amazing, but 38 of 41. Now, field goals, okay, that's been another story. If you look at his field goal percentage throughout his career, 90.5, 88.9, 89.5, 92.6. 89.3 89.3 this year, 75%. Okay. The big problem, 50 and over. He's three of seven on the year. Otherwise, seven to seven, 29 yards and in four or five, 30 to 39, four or five, 40 to 49. It's been, it's been the long one. If you take out the long 50 plusers, he's sitting at 15 to 17. It's been the, it's been the distance one. I wonder how much of that is just, is he healthy? Like, is he actually right? Does he, If he's right? Is he trusted? You know, the whole deal. Honestly, man, my biggest concern with them on special teams is just turning the ball over. That has been the issue with them. They fumble the ball. That's my biggest worry. Listen, it's a weird thing with this game because we're going to talk a lot about Jacksonville and them being aggressive. We've already touched on it. In the game when they played each other in Week 10, Jacksonville got four extra possessions in that game. The Chiefs had three turnovers, Jacksonville had zero, and the Chiefs gave up an, an onside kick to open the game. And with five minutes left, the Chiefs were winning twenty-seven to ten and had almost five hundred yards of offense. It's it's highly unlikely Jacksonville is going to steal four possessions again. I don't care how aggressive they are. I mean, it's, it's just unlikely that's going to happen again. That is the one part of me that says, does Kansas City just just hammer them? Does Kansas City just blow them out? I I see a lot of people saying, well, you know, Jacksonville's better now, and look at the way they're playing. And I get it; they've won six in a row, Jacksonville. In a lot of those games, it's been like Tennessee with Josh Dobbs and the Jets with Zach Wilson. If you look at games this year when they have played top 12 quarterbacks, they've gotten pretty much roasted in every single game except for the Chargers, who they held in check twice offensively. Other than the Chargers, Prescott's killed them, Goff's killed them, Mahomes has killed them,
0: on down the line. But if we're going to play devil's advocate here, because that's what we're going to try and do here, look at the Chiefs' end of the season. Raiders, Jared Stidham, Broncos twice with Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson, frankly, looked his best two games of the season against him. Geno Smith, who did not look good, and then obviously the two quarterback college style the Texans used against him. Right. It's not the Chiefs have had top end talent this year as well. Just full transparency, the two top end guys they lost by a couple points to.
1: I think that's fair to a degree. I think the difference is so if you look at Jacksonville this year. OK, they when they lost to the Chiefs, that knocked them down to three and seven. Then they beat the Ravens in a crazy comeback at the end. Give them credit. Four and seven. Then they got blown out by Detroit. It's the last time they've lost four and eight. They beat the Titans, 36 to 22 in a game where Lawrence went crazy, threw for 368, three touchdowns, had a big day. Uh, and, but it was fueled by Tennessee turning the ball over four times. OK, they, they were plus four in the ratio. Cowboys game. Gave up 34 points, and they came back. And again, this is one thing you're going to notice a theme here. They came back, and they won that game. But offensively, you know, the Cowboys moved the ball on, and now they turned it over twice. Jacksonville did turn over three times. It was a sloppy game. Jacksonville had 500 yards of offense. Dallas had 400. My my point is, and you could also, the last game I was going to bring up was the Raiders, who had a 17-0 lead, but they're the Raiders. So, they, of course, they blew that game. <laughs> and, and Jacksonville, of course, won. My point is this. I think Jacksonville is a good team. I also think that when they've played better offenses, they've gotten taken to the house pretty good. Detroit put it on them big time. Jacksonville's offense is good. Jacksonville has a good offense. My thing with Jacksonville is can they stop the Chiefs enough? Can they stop them enough in this game? You can be really aggressive on offense and do a lot of different things and try to try to play a little bit of a helter-skelter game. When you're on defense, you're on defense. Like, you got to get a stop. Now, you, yeah, you can be exotic enough, but like, you got to get a stop. Like you don't have control of the game at that point. You don't have the ball. The Chiefs do, and that's the concern. If I'm Jacksonville, I think if I like, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm thinking to myself: We can get into the mid twenties in this game. Can we get the Can we get into the mid thirties? Can we get to thirty eight points? I mean, because that might be what it takes to win this game. If you're Jacksonville.
0: Well, and that was kind of my point from the top was Jacksonville, I think is going to focus so much more on outscoring Kansas city than trying to limit Kansas city. Obviously it's going to be, that's the point of the game, score more points to the other team. How can you make that happen? I just think the game plan for Jacksonville will be focusing more on offense than trying to limit the chiefs. Cause they know they they don't have any sort of, they don't have an advantage Anywhere on defense compared to this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Uh, I do want to point out Christian Kirk, 106 yards, two touchdowns against nope. the Chiefs last time around. Lejarius Sneed probably played his worst game of the season. I think it's gonna be a complete 180. I think we'll see a little a, just a ton of Legeria Sneed on Christian Kirk. And I think Lejarius Sneed is gonna lock down Christian Kirk. Sneed has that that mindset in my in my uh, my mind that he is a guy who's not going to get beat twice. He won't let it happen. He's way too talented, way too confident. I expect a massive game from Legereus Sneed.
1: Well, so, you know what? It's funny. I actually think Kirk will have a decent game, but that's interesting. The one thing back then that was true that is not true now, and, and I will say these are – now, you brought up a good point. The Chiefs have played bullshit the last five weeks outside of Seattle who has a real offense, but outside of them, agreed. And they were missing Lockett in, in full transparency. I've been saying for a while now, I think two things have really changed the Chiefs defense. And I'm not saying they're as good as they've looked the last five weeks, but I do think they're legitimately better for two reasons. And they're both about these two rookies in the first round. When McDuffie first came back, and that Jaguars game was the second game back because they played Tennessee the week prior off the bye, they were playing McDuffie exclusively outside. And then they had Watson or Williams outside, and Snead was in the slot. And that's what they did. That changed... When they when they played the Chargers the following week, and Sneed started to travel with Mike Williams at point early in the game, and then Mike Williams got hurt. Okay, but they started playing McDuffie inside at times in that Chargers game, and they've never gone away from that since. Sneed has traveled with a lot of these receivers. He traveled with Metcalf. He traveled with Judy. The ability to put McDuffie inside has allowed the Chiefs to dictate the matchups. Before, if, if like let's just say that game against Jacksonville, just as an example, if the if if let's say they loved Christian Kirk against Snead, okay, you can now put him inside, and you know you're going to get him against Snead every time. If you try to do that now, the Chiefs can go, all right, fine, you're getting McDuffie, and we'll and we'll put Snead on on Jay Jones, for example, or maybe they really like a matchup outside, and they're like, all right, we don't want to deal with Snead, so we're going to put Christian Kirk in the outside, and he's going to go against against one of the rookies, McDuffie or one of the the other guys. Now you could travel Snead if you want to. That was not the case back then. That's one big difference. Number two, Carl Loftus now is becoming a real force, like to a point that he's been one of the best pass rushers in the NFL the last two months. His six sacks since the last seven games. All right, if you think about that game, that was right before that seven game stretch with Carl Loftus. He has taken off. They are getting so much more pressure with four. If you looked at the beginning of the year with the Chiefs, they would get sacks. They were high in sacks all year long, but their pressure rate was dictated by their blitz rate. As the year has gone on, their blitz rate has plummeted, but their pressure rate has stayed the same. That's because they're getting pressure with four now like crazy. I will say this about Jacksonville. If they cannot block the Chiefs up front, this game's a wrap. This game is over. If they can't block the front four, which they could not do against Kansas City earlier this year, they're done. And they're beat up up front. Cam Robinson's not playing. Brandon Sheriff is hurt. He's going to play, I would think. He's limited all week. He's questionable, but I think he'll play. Their interior outside of Sheriff is not good. Backup left. I mean, that is one thing that could blow the game up for Kansas City is if they're just constantly living it. Lawrence has been awful under pressure this year. That is the one thing the Chiefs could do.
0: Do you think we'll see Leo Chanel or Willie Gay Jr. blitz in this game? I know you're saying pressure with four, but what we saw in the previous matchup, both those guys got sacks as a linebacker. Do you think we'll see that, or is that a case of the Chiefs where, again, struggling to get pressure with four, they actually had to send someone else? They'll
1: dial up a little bit of that. I I think you're going to see that, but I will say this. Jacksonville throws the ball about as quick as anybody post-snap. They get rid of the ball very quickly. I mean, if you want to know about Jacksonville's offense, the Jags don't throw the deep ball. That is not their game. That is not the way they play. Their throws are – it's very much an underneath, rhythmic, quick passing game. That's what they do, Um, mostly to the receivers and the tight end. Etienne will catch occasional pass, but he's not much for for being a pass catcher. Jacksonville wants to get the ball out of Lawrence's hands very quickly. That's why – and everybody in here knows how I feel about zone defense. It is well known. I actually think if you're the Chiefs in this game, you play some zone defense. I would because I would sit in all these underneath areas and say, I am not allowing you to throw the ball within two to two and a half seconds. I'm not. And if we can make you hold the ball, it's good night. Uh, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm thinking we can get to you in three seconds. We can absolutely do it. I wouldn't blitz. Now, if if they need to bring some pressure, fine. And I'm not saying sit in zone 90% of the time, but I would mix it up. I would play some zone in this game. I would, I would try to make Lawrence throw the ball down the field and, and, and hold it and hold the ball for three, three and a half seconds and trust that my, my secondary can hold up if need be. Um, I think the, the scariest thing in this game is if you allow ETN to start getting off running the ball, and then you're giving up all these seven and eight-yard passes and you're constantly behind the sticks. If you're the Chiefs and you can get Jacksonville in the longer down and distances, that's that's where Spagnuolo wants to live in this game. Second and 10, third and seven, that's where you can really do some some damage. And yeah, Tony, you did. I said play zone. I I I'm, I know, I know. Look, the, the weird times call for weird things. The playoffs are a weird time. I, to, I would I would give them some cover two sink. I'd give them some cover three. The Chiefs, uh, Brett Coleman broke it down actually really, really well for those who listen to the KCSN, which got a bunch of buddies over there. B.J. Kissel does a great job. And he talked about the Chiefs very rarely ever play cover three. Um, but Jacksonville's very good against two high safety looks, quarters, cover two, which he's right with. I wonder in this game if the Chiefs try to play a little bit more single high. I think you can get away with it because Jacksonville doesn't throw the ball on the
0: field. We'll see what they do. Well, with zone, would that alleviate some of the shortcomings of Nick Bolton and, frankly, Willie Gay Jr.? They've not done well at the linebacker position, covering tight ends, uh, slot guys, running backs. Doesn't matter. They've been getting beat. Do you think zone would help alleviate some of those?
1: Yeah, I I think, look, those guys have been a little bit interesting in zone as well. But uh, Bolton's not as good in zone as – as Gay is, but I do think what you can do, and by the way, I, I look forward to the Chiefs pulling uh, Gay off the field on every third down and me just screaming at my television as I see Darius Harris. Um, but I would, like, I'd even bring Justin Reed down in as a robber. Like, share whatever you want about Justin Reed, but Justin Reed is an athletic dude he can hit. Like, I would bring him down, and early in the year, he missed a million tackles. He hasn't since that Bengals game. So, uh, I think it was, uh, I want to give credit, I think it was Daniel Harms who said it, tweeted out that, Reed has missed one tackle since the Cincinnati game. He missed 13 before that. Their Mm -hmm. safeties have played a lot better. I would tell Juan Thornhill, look, man, what are you best at? You're best to play in a rangy, free safety type of game. You play that free safety look, and we're going to bring Justin Reed down. And any of these – look, the Jags love these crossers and slants and things that go toward the middle of the – if if you – if I'm the Chiefs, I'm just sitting on all that stuff and saying you cannot beat us to death on all these little crossing routes that go for five yards in the air, 10 yards after the catch. i try to punish that with zone zone defense.
0: Well, what's interesting is I'm actually going to take something from Daniel Harms as well. He came on the radio show I have on ESPN KC. Big fan of Daniel Harms and his work over there, film analyst for RGR football. Uh, He brought up something interesting. He thought there might be more Brian Cook. In this game, Brian Cook, alongside Juan Thornhill and Justin Reid, Brian Cook being inserted for Darius Harris or Willie Gay Jr. in obvious passing down situations, I like yeah. and, and I think that made a lot of sense. And it goes along with a the zone coverage in two knowing what the Jacksonville Jaguars do. What are your thoughts on Brian Cook getting more run alongside the uh, the tandem at safety?
1: I like that. That's a good call. Take the linebacker off, give you some more speed, give you a, a actual secondary player. And by the way. Um, Mr. Toes is asking about cover three. Um, yeah, so cover three defense, no, there's variations of it, but a standard cover three defense is essentially, you have your two boundary corners on the outside. Okay. And they're responsible from where they stand all the way to the end zone, a third field deep, just everything behind them, third of the field, they're responsible for it. Um, the free safety is responsible for the middle third of the field the strong safety drops down into a more shallow coverage it's called you know there's the hook car, curl and flat hook and i won't get into all that stuff but they, essentially underneath you have your underneath players which can be your slot corner your strong safety and your backers they're responsible for quarters coverage underneath of those three guys over the top so it's just quarter 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 with the linebackers the strong safety and the slot guy and then you have the two boundary corners in the free shape that are responsible for the deep thirds of the field, okay? Um, that is a single high look. But you're dropping three guys deep. So it gives you a little bit more protection against those deeper throws. Cover one is a little different. Now, it, it depends too. But you, there's so much of this. I mean, you could play cover one zone, cover one man. The Chiefs, I would think in this game, if they're going to play zone, we'll play some of that cover three. And then I think they'll play a little bit of cover two sink underneath. If they want to say in their too high look, which is just be cover two sink is just, you got the two safeties deep and then the, the corners, all three corners and the two backers just kind of sit right around that eight to 10 yard depth and they can drive on everything. So again, there's variations to all this stuff. I mean, you can blitz one of those guys and guys play court, but that's just a basic idea of what you're looking at. Um, do you want to see the Chiefs blitz in this game, or would you rather see him just try to win with the four
0: and drop guys? I'm okay with him blitzing in this game. I think Trevor Lawrence, like you mentioned, he's not great against the blitz. Blitz, He can get flustered. Uh, I think what we saw against Jarrett Stidham, we might see at least early on until, until he proves that he can beat it. That's what I would do personally. You know, we saw Justin Reed get sent off a blitz. We saw it in the first match of Leo Chanel and Willie Gay Jr. get sent up a blitz. So the Chiefs defense got after him with five sacks. I think some of that continues because you've had success once with it. You might as well keep it, keep going. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, that's personally my opinion. I think what we saw from Trevor Lawrence the first half of the Chargers game, he might be overwhelmed. I don't know if he got it all out of his system that first half, and he came back, and now he's good to go. But this is a different animal playing in Arrowhead. It's not the same situation as – even college national football championship. It's a little different. You're an arrowhead now. All eyes are on you. You're going up against Patrick Mahomes. You're going up against a Super Bowl winning team. You're going up against a Hall of Fame head coach. I don't know if he got all the yips out of the way in that first half. He might still have a little bit left.
1: I I mean, look, I think the one big difference in this game between the, the way that the Chiefs and the Chargers play defense, the Chargers actually play – a lot of, of looks where they're aggressive underneath. And I think that led to some of the interceptions. Um, the Chargers do not have the interior pass rush to Chiefs have. Like, that is the one – and and then both after the game was like, yeah, I played on half a leg. So you're like, all right, well, then they – I mean, they were so limited up front um, – the Chiefs have guys for days who can rush the passer. If you haven't seen the injury report, the only who's out in this game is McCall Hardman. Nobody else even has a designation. Clark practiced in full today. He is a go. He'll play in the game. You know, I got to be honest. Like, I'm kind of surprised I'm saying this based off how we all felt over the summer. Was certainly, how I felt. Frank Clark's been really good this year. And you have him. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an underrated guy in this game I'd watch as a Chiefs fan is Dana. Mike Dana mm-hmm. has been really good when he's played this season. Uh, you have him, you have Clark, you have Dunlop, you have Jones, you have Karloftis, you have Saunders, man. It's a lot of guys. Um, I, I think for for Jacksonville, it's going to be about blocking up front, and I think it's uh, defensively they're just going to have to figure out some way to, to to turn sevens into threes and somehow go off the field. And I think that's going to be the look if they can do that, if they can do those two things, they got a shot to win the game, but they got to do them both. They can't just do one of them. I feel like if they just do one of them, they're losing, they, they have to do them both. Um, or you're just asking too much of a team that I think is good. I think we'll be back in the playoffs over and over and over. It's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask.
0: Before we switch over to talk about the Chiefs' offense, because I do want to talk about the offensive line in more detail, yep. are you worried at all about Joshua Williams or Jalen Watson? They've had high peaks this season. They've also had some, uh, some deep valleys. At times, they've looked very, very much like a rookie, and other times they've played really nice games – Are you concerned at all about them in a massive moment, uh, breaking coverage, a lapse in judgment, just that typical rookie mistake?
1: I mean, like any player, you worry about a bad penalty at a bad time or something. But I got to be honest, not really, no. I mean, they've been been good for the most part. Williams has been a little handsy at times, taking some penalties. I think Watson's been terrific, honestly. And the Jaguars, they don't have the Bengals receivers where you're like, oh my God, I think I gotta go, against T Higgins and chase. And like, what are you going to like? I mean, do I think Jalen Watson can go up against like Marvin Jones jr. Yeah, I do. Do I think he can go up against Zay Jones? Who's had a nice year, 82 receptions, no doubt. But like, do I think he can go again? Yeah, I do. Like, um, Evan Ingram could have a good game. I mean, he, he's an athletic tight end who brings something to the table. He had a lot of drops issues in, in New York. He's been very good this year in Jacksonville. Um, You know, Kirk is going to get his, I think. Kirk's just a really good player. But I don't – look, this is going to come off really like I'm just dismissing Jacksonville, and I'm not, but I do think this is the truth. If you lined up the 15 best players in this game, I mean, how many of them are on Kansas City? 12 of them? Like, realistically. I mean, out of the 15 best players in this game, you got Lawrence for Jacksonville, you got Kirk Etn. Etn. Okay. Etn. Maybe Olakun, right? right? I mean, but like. Walker Little. Yeah, he's a good left. That's fair enough. He's a good tackle. But like, man. Like, I mean, there's just like Mahomes, Jones, Kelsey, Snead, McDuffie. Like, you got, I mean, Pacheco. You have McKinnon. You have Juju. You have the Chiefs' entire offensive line not named Andrew Wild. Like, it's just. You know, I mean, it helped, my God, the, the damn the damn punter's a first-team All-Pro. Like, there's just <laughs> – you know, it's just one of those things. It's not – it's not a knock on Jacksonville. Jacksonville went from being a number one overall pick two years in a row to this game. But like, they've done a phenomenal job. You know what they remind me of, honestly? But, frankly, a, a more talented version, but the same kind of thing. The 2013 Chiefs. Mm. Where they got their coach and they, they got – some real players in there that you know the Chiefs stabilized it with Alex Smith. Obviously, Jacksonville did more than that with Trevor Lawrence, but like brought in some vets. You know, if you remember, then the Chiefs brought in guys like Mike DeVito, and they they brought in guys who could just stabilize that situation. They remind me of that Chiefs team, although on the other side of a historic playoff comeback. To be fair to them, I I remember thinking in that year if the Chiefs had gotten past the Colts, they're going to probably go play New England. I remember thinking like, I'd really like to win this playoff game. I know realistically they're going to get their asses kicked up in New England, but, like, I'd like to just have the shot. I I kind of feel like that's this year of Jacksonville, where it's like, hey, look, man, they've had a great year, and I think they're going to be back, just like that Chiefs team was. That Chiefs team was a good young team that had a lot of young pieces, and they were adding to it every year with the draft, but they just weren't there yet. They were good. They were legitimately a playoff team, but they weren't, like, the New England of the time, the Denver of the time, the Pittsburgh of the time. I would put Jacksonville on that same type of, they're good, they're legitimate, they're certainly not fraudulent, but I don't know that they're yet Kansas City and Cincinnati
0: and Buffalo. Yeah. You and I talked about it on Stacking the Box on Tuesday, which if y'all don't subscribe to Stacking the Box, please do it. It's me and Verteram. A lot of fun taking it. They're a- going to fire us if you don't. For the love of God, subscribe. <laughs> Look over the NFL. It's a lot of fun. And please, come on. Don't take this Starbucks out of my hand. For every subscriber, I'll get one Starbucks a week. Come on. It's worth it. Um, but we talked about how Jacksonville is a year early, right? This yeah. seems to be they are exceeding expectations a year early. That's just our opinion, and that is what it feels like. I do want to talk about the Chiefs' offensive line. Ever since the Bengals game where it wasn't great, Leonard Brown Jr. had a horrible game, I would like to point out Joe Tooney was also gone was in hurt. that yeah. game. It was hurt. Hardman was hurt. Yeah, it was a mess. The offensive line is starting to gel. Orlando Brown Jr., you're not even seeing the biggest dis- detractors of him. They're quiet. Andrew Wiley, he's been fine. And then the interior is what we thought they were going to be. Trey Smith is is back to what Trey Smith was doing last year instead of the first, what, four or five games this year when he was a little banged up. Yep. Is this offensive line the best we've seen in the past few years for Kansas City, and how will they handle the Jacksonville pass rush?
1: Yeah, they are right now. They are because I mean Trey Smith early in the year was not Trey Smith. He was hurt. He was dealing with I think an ankle injury. He's been he's been terrific. Orlando Brown Jr. for whatever the reason, maybe health, maybe just picking it up by the bootstraps. Whatever, he's been excellent the last month and a half. And while they've not played great teams, they have played some pretty good pass rushers, and they've been able to handle them. That has not been a problem. Um, Jacksonville has a pretty high pressure rate. But they don't get a lot of sacks. They have 35 sacks on the year. Kansas City is 55. Jacksonville ranks in the bottom quarter of the league in sacks. But they're fourth in the league in pressure rate, right ahead of Kansas City. So what does that mean? It means they can get close. But with Mahomes, as we know, that almost in some ways at times is more dangerous. Like if you get pressure and then he gets out of the pocket, but you don't bring him down, then it's complete chaos. Um, They, they are going to be in an interesting quandary here because – their leading sack artist is Josh Allen. He has six sacks on the year. Okay, uh, Smoot, Dwayne Smoot, was their other big gun in this regard, but he's out with the killers. Jacksonville just flat out does not have a lot of firepower front. I mean, Trayvon Walker, number one overall pick. He might develop into a terrific player. We will see. Uh, but a lot of people at the time of the draft thought, why don't they just take Aiden Hutchinson? Why wouldn't they take Aiden Hutchinson? Why, they probably should have, uh, at least based off of rookie season. Because Hutchinson has been awesome. And Trayvon Walker, um, he has three and a half sacks. Which is not a, listen, he's a rookie. It's not a disaster. But he's at three and a half. I think like nine or something. Um, and excuse me, I'm, Josh on at seven sacks. I said six. It's seven. Um, they, they like the blitz, Jacksonville does. And... I think it's an interesting thing. Like, are they gonna blitz in this game? Because Yeah, exactly. We know what Mahomes does against well, the Blitz. You know, like you might get, you know, a lot of that, like, hey, we caught this guy by surprise. You're not gonna the odds of catching him by surprise are not good. And I would think if you're Jacksonville and you've got a blitz you think is pretty keyed up, and then he's like 50 blitzing. You're like, oh God. Like, <laughs> like, you know, because then it's like We're one-on-one everywhere else. Like, it's Kelsey on a strong safety. It's just not good. I almost feel like if you're Jacksonville, you are compelled not to blitz and just say, we got to try to win with four. And if we cannot win with four, we got to cover. And if we can't cover, we better keep scoring. Because um, I think that is the quandary. Like, the weakest part of Jacksonville's team is their secondary. The Jaguars are just not good in the back end. And if the Chiefs give them time uh, to get open, the receivers get open – and Mahomes to throw the ball. I think that's probably the biggest advantage in this game. Kansas City's offensive line is just really good. And it's really good on the interior. And if you can't get pressure on Mahomes up the gut, even if you get a little speed rush off the edge, he can step up and step out of it, and then it becomes chaos. Then everybody's running around, and he can run. And, you know, Jacksonville plays a lot of man. Well, what can you do when you play a man? You can run as a quarterback because guys are the backs to you. Like, it just creates – this odd style. So we'll see. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs offensive line is playing really, really well right now.
0: What do you expect from the Chiefs offensive game plan? Normally we, we like to see a more balanced attack. You and I typically have been a green all season long. They've needed to run the ball more often, but again, Jacksonville's weakest point though. The, the worst part of their defense is, is their secondary. They're, they're horrendous against the pass. Again, I mentioned DVOA 30th DVOA against tight ends. Thirty second. Do you think the Chiefs just keep trying to pass the ball, or do you think we'll see a lot more Isaiah Pacheco in this game?
1: The first game, Pacheco ran really well, but he only had sixteen carries, I think it was. So, um, look, I always default with this with Andy. I always go into a game expecting him to throw the ball, always, and then if he runs, you oh like, yeah, wow, going for a balanced attack today, like I. <laughs> I I picture Andy Reid in his office as we speak, sitting there thinking to himself, can I throw the ball 70 times? Would anybody get that upset with me? I I also just wonder if Andy's like, we're coming out and we're just going scorched earth the first, like, three drives of this game. I don't care if we run one time. Here it comes. Like, you got to stop him and you got to get off the field against him just throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing. I mean, I... I always go to the default, and Andy's just going to throw the football. And if Isaiah Pacheco accidentally carries the ball ten times, cool. But, I I, I mean, I, do you feel differently, or do you feel like it, he's just going to throw it and throw it?
0: No, I was laughing. I was picturing the first 15 scripted plays, 14 are, are passes, and the one is a Kadarius-Tony run. It's a Kadarius-Tony out of the backfield. That's the one run play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, or like Mahomes scrambles or something. It's just like they – I can just
1: picture Andy in this game being like, you know, because you also – look, if you know the Chiefs, I am not a big guy on, oh, you know, you're holding things back and everybody's holding – I think that's a lot of bullshit a lot of times and it's just a way for fans to like, go, well, you know, we didn't look that bad this game. Like, No, it it, it really did actually. Um, But there is one thing that is the truth with the Chiefs. Come the playoffs, they always have like 12 plays that you're just like, where the hell was that all season? You know, some, and you can always almost tell if you've watched the Chiefs all year, like almost like at the snap, it's some weird thing. You're like, what are they doing? Why do they have like, why do they have three running backs and trips to the left? And then like <laughs> MBS runs a, you know, goal route. And you're like, what the hell was that? And I do think a lot of it, honestly, is like with Andy, one thing I'll say about him. That I, I think he's better at than maybe any coach who's ever lived, which is obviously high praise. Out of a buy, he sells scouts about as well as any coach I've ever seen. They will ditch crap that doesn't work. They'll put in new stuff. They just, they, they always have these wrinkles. And in a game like this, they've had two weeks to prepare. Like, I guarantee you're going to see some play early in this game. I, I'm not even saying like a trick play, just some bizarre, like, what are they doing? Why do they have, you know, why do they have whatever it is, you know, two backs and two tight ends and empty? What are they doing? And then, like, it turns into some crazy, you know, screen pass to one of the, one of the backs and the tight ends and the guards pull over there. It's like a convoy. Like, they will do something bizarre. And it usually works. Uh, so I do think the Chiefs will have some stuff cooked up in this guy.
0: Uh, Andy Reid, 28-6 and six, off of a bye. Not bad. Not, pretty not bad at all. I will also point out, Trevor Lawrence never lost on a Saturday. It's time that. to grab his first L. Uh, Vertram, hit me with the bet read. You and I were arguing before the show started of who could read this faster. Yeah, that's what we argue about, guys. So for everyone who wants a little behind-the-scenes action, me, Verderam, and Richard Frank. are complaining and arguing arguing who can read the bet read faster. So Verderam, you're up, pal.
1: Okay, so... I'm gonna read most of it like a normal person, but then when we get to all like the the, the legalese, that's when I'm gonna kick it into high gear. Okay, I've had practice. It's My third time doing it today, so I hope I can get the job done. All right, uh, listen. As you all know by now, if you listen to the Arrowhead Podcast, we are passing along a great promo uh, for new BetMGM customers. Working with BetMGM, if you bet ten dollars in the Chiefs, you win two hundred dollars in free bets as long as one touchdown is scored, regardless of you. Even if you win your bet, like whatever it is, if you bet ten dollars, as long as the Chiefs score a touchdown. 200 bucks. You enter the code arrowhead, one word, just like the stadium, at your sign up time. This offer ends on Friday. It ends tomorrow. And note this offer is only valid in Kansas, Illinois, Maryland, and Louisiana. So I'm sorry for those in Missouri. Uh, for all other legal betting states, use the same code arrowhead for a risk free bet up to $1,000. Okay. And listen, no BS. If you use the Arrowhead promo code, it really does help us quite a bit. Like, it really does support us. We, we sincerely appreciate it. We get a fee from BetMGM. We each do better that uses our code. It helps us to promote content, to grow the audience. It also helps us to create create content. which um, so I think you can see is, is a genuine promise when this year we've had more content than ever before. And a lot of that is because we can show Yeah, we're making money with this podcast. If you don't have a BetMGM account, do us a solid and sign up with the code Arrowhead, place that $10 bet now richard get the stopwatch in the league of lease new customers only 21 up and president select states rewards issued on non-withdrawable free bets and site credits free bets expire in seven days from issuance see full terms at Betmgm.com. gambling problem call text 1-800-GAMBLER in illinois indiana maryland michigan new jersey ohio pennsylvania west virginia wyoming 1-800-522-4700 in colorado or kansas 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny in new york 1-800-NEXT-STEP in arizona 888-789-7777 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. One eight hundred bets off in Iowa. One eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Call text TN red line or one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine in Tennessee or one eight 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 five three two thirty five hundred in Virginia. It's
0: pretty good, pretty damn good. I, I love our resident uh, Bills fan, Axon Jackson. Here goes. Oh baby, this is the good stuff.
1: <laughs> listen, I've done the best I can. Thirty six <laughs> seconds and change. I feel good. But listen, good. hey, hey. Come on, that's worth ten bucks. Is, I mean, I, is it, I have been, I have been getting to the point. You know, normally at the end of the commercials, they speed the asshole up. Who reads that? Hire me. I'm here. I, I can do it without him speeding it up. I'll save you the
0: time. So come on, ten bucks. Uh, and you're, you're when only you 20 200 dollars. <laughs> new customers only twenty-one plus plus at present select states. Uh, rewards issues as now withdrawable free bets or site credits. Free bets expired in seven days from issuance. Boom. There we go. I'm not hitting all the states. I'm not uh, doing that again. Do you want me to do oh. it again? I, no, the listeners don't want to do it again. They don't want That's to do fine. it again. They don't want to listen That's to fine. it again. That's we should fine. probably talk more Chiefs. Hate-
1: <laughs> See, Bumper says he'll sign up just for that. See? See? There, there we go. go. <laughs> Good man. I want this, by the way, a fan-sided. You pay attention to that when it's time for, for talking about, uh, you know, about about the, about salary. I'm, I'm bringing in the big bucks, <laughs> okay, because I'm reading legalese, for Christ's sake. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, get to our, uh, let's get to our final thoughts of the game. Right. Give, me, give me your X factor for the game. It could be a player, it could be a topic in the game. Give me your X factor,
0: and then give me one thing you think the Chiefs will do really well in this game. Mm. So I feel a little bad using an obvious one for the X factor, but again, I have to go with it. It's going to be Travis Kelsey. If they give up over 100 yards to Gerald Everett, Travis Kelsey is going to go through this Jaguars defense like a hot butter knife through butter. Sorry, hot that was pretty late. Well, it could be a butter knife. I'm not going to get my actual knife dirty. What are you, an animal? Were you raised in a barn? I'm using a butter knife to cut through butter. Come on. But yes, I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a massive game. I know it's easy, but I think even more so he's going to do in this game, maybe two touchdowns. Give me 125-plus yards. He will dominate. That will be my X factor in this game.
1: All right. And by the way, thank you to our uh, PR man, as always. Clint McKenzie with the Super Chat. Thanks so much, man. Not in a betting state, so there you go. Appreciate that. Take that. Um, all right. Good calls there. So my X factor in this game is going to be the Chiefs' red zone defense. Like, what – what can they do to be better? Because it is 31st in the league. It has sucked. They need to be better in the red zone. And if this is a game where Jacksonville gets down, let's just say four times. Can you, can you go two of four? Right? I mean, the Chiefs – so the Chiefs this year in the red zone, the only team they're better than is the Colts. So let me tell you something. That barely was the case. Okay? That took till week 18 when the Colts gave it up to the Texans. Just for that alone, they should be 32nd. Um but if you look at the Chiefs red zone defense this year, giving it up 67.3% of the time. So if they get down there four times, can you get off the field with a field goal on two of them? Now it's going to be hard because Jackson might go on all four downs. Okay. But can you do that? If you can do if you can do that, you're winning the game. I I mean, unless they just completely short circuit in every other afternoon of the game. That to me, are they above or below that average this game? You know, if Jacksonville gets down there five times, can they hold them two of the times or three of the times? Like, what? What you know, I, I think holding them three times is probably aggressive because they hold them twice. Now, if they're down there five times, you got a problem. Um, but I think that's a big key. The other thing I think the Chiefs will do very well in this game, we've talked about this. I think the Chiefs are going to throw the ball all over the field in this game. I, I don't think Jacksonville's got the, the goods up front to get to Mahomes consistently. Even if they get edge pressure, I don't think they're going to get interior pressure. And that just means Mahomes stepping up and stepping out. If they're playing man, he can run. It changes everything. I I just think this is a game. I don't even know this is a game where Mahomes goes like 400 yards or anything. I just think it's a very efficient game. I think it's something like he's 25 of 31 for, you know, for, for 290 and three touchdowns. And it's just a very like, he's just methodical throughout the course of the game. He's moving them whenever – if they need a third and eight, he gets 11. Like, that kind of a thing. Um, I think they'll be very good at that. And, by the way, Paul DeSantis, thanks for the super chat, man. 38-22 Chiefs. Tony is the X Factor on offense and Sneed on defense. Jags have had a great season, but it ends on Saturday, not their time yet. Okay. Okay. Um, you, you have thoughts?
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I actually have 22 points with the Jag scores in my prediction, so I'm glad we're on the same page. Very wild number. I just think we'll we'll probably see a two-point conversion or something from Doug Peterson, and that's why. I also want to point out one of my keys will be the offensive line for the Chiefs. They've been so good in recent weeks. I know folks were, were giving me a little bit of a hard time about Andrew Wiley. Wiley's been solid. I'm not saying Andrew Wiley is prime Lane Johnson. Orlando Pace that's not what I'm saying I'm saying he's been a above average serviceable right tackle the past what six games that'll work not every single player on the Chiefs team is going to be an all pro that's not how it works Andrew Wiley has been fine I think that continues I'll go out on a limb here and say Mahomes zero sacks
1: I'm going to say Mahomes
0: does not get sacked in this game
1: uh heath is asking by the way in the chat uh saw an article that says lawrence is questionable the to toe injury any validity to that he is questionable but he's going to play the game he's been on the report for a while now he'll he'll be fine um my guy stacy's saying x-factor be better on fourth down defensively jacksonville will be aggressive and they were two for two in the first game it's a good point got it. we've been talking about it all show they're going to be aggressive you got to be ready for that uh, undisputed uh says this is hilarious how are y'all sleeping on the Jags? uh i think i am sleeping on the Jags. i'm being honest I think we've given the Jags a lot of credit in this show. I just think
0: – I mean, are we really going to argue like Jacksonville is more talented than Kansas City? <laughs> I had a Jags guy on my radio show today, and you know what he said? What did he say? He, he was basically going, there's no real area where Jacksonville is better than Kansas City. Jackson, I mean, he's saying, I'm not giving Jacksonville zero chance to win the game, but he goes, list oh. one spot where Jacksonville excels more than the Kansas City Chiefs team does. We couldn't really find one. We said Jamal Agnew. That, that, we, special teams, that was basically where we came down to. The Chiefs I mean, are who, a better team right now.
1: Look, it's not its not criticism to sit here and, I think, be honest. Like, can Jacksonville win? Yeah, they can win. Do I expect Jacksonville to win? No, I don't. I mean, there's a reason. He's just 34-21. Just Listen, man, I'm going to tell you right now. They hold the Chiefs to 21 points. You, you win. You, you get all the credit in the world. I will be shocked. If Kansas City is at 21 points around there in the game, good luck. Um, good luck to you. I will say a quick moment of silence for six who one nine. You're probably not familiar with this, but it, on Thursday, man came in here talking an obscene amount of smack about how the Chargers are going to roll the job. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> just got up. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it's just – it's a sad story. I'll read it for those who can't see it. who will listen later. 619, a huge Charger fan, came in talking obscene amounts of garbage and said, yeah, you're going to beat the Jags, going to roll and beat the Chiefs. Um, says, for the love of the game, bolt up. We're the last team anyone wants to face. Most dangerous offense in the league. Only facts.
0: With me. Uh, only facts. Y'all got sent home.
1: Not only that, man. You could – pour one out for the homie pour pour all six out for my homie Just kept calling me homie the whole shit pour him out for my homie man <laughs> call out pour out a jug I mean, it's sad it's some sad shit anyway uh, i right. love
0: when, when someone puts only facts or facts only as if that makes their argument none better. of it's a fact it's all an opinion you know, like, it's okay. all an opinion name one fact that somehow the the chargers had the best offense in the nfl
1: <laughs> and i i will say kudos to him he actually came on um was it, it? came on the mailbag yesterday, and I was like, "God bless you, dude!" Like you actually had the stones to show up after all that. <laughs> I'm like, that you know, I actually respected that. I'm like, all right, um, yeah. Was man, he talking he was,
0: smack still, or was he? Nah,
1: it was a pretty muted amount of smack. It, at that yeah. point, it just it was what it was. Undisputed, um, so she'll be back big time after the game. Okay, hey man, listen, you win, Jags win. Give him all the credit in the world. See you after the game. Uh, all right, let's get to our predictions. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off. Look, I, I wrote my predictions piece up on uh, FanSide today, so I'll just go Obviously, the same score. I have Kansas City winning 34-23. to 23. I think it's a good game for about two and a half quarters. I think it's close. I think it's nip and tuck. I don't think you feel totally safe at any point until maybe the last five minutes or so. Um. I think there's going to be some times where Jacksonville really puts the Chiefs on their heels with some of the aggressiveness. But in the end, I think it's going to be a thing where the Chiefs will get off the field sometimes. They'll get stops because of their, you know, their their pressure. I just I don't think I think the Chiefs are going to score five touchdowns and miss an extra point. That's what I I, I just think it's going to be a game where if the Chiefs need to drive down and score, they're scoring. Like
0: I I just think Jacksonville's just a little overwhelmed in that regard. Uh, I have the Chiefs 27-22. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars converting a two-point conversion to get to 22. I think the aggressiveness at times will pay off for Jacksonville, but at times I think it will cost them. Uh, 27, I know that's low. I know I have the under, one of the few people that have the under in this game. I think we'll see some longer possessions from the Kansas city chiefs. I think we'll see some longer possessions from Jacksonville as well. They'll probably run the ball or at least try and run the ball with Travis Etienne a lot in this game. I think we'll probably see a decent amount of Isaiah Pacheco. I understand the, the, Best way to beat this Jacksonville Jaguars defense is through the air. That might be true, but I think we might see a lot of 8, 9, 10-yard routes, some Juju Smith-Schuster over the middle, a lot of Travis Kelsey. Again, 125 and two tutties for Travis Kelsey is what I'm saying. He gets that, but it's going to be on 10, 11, maybe even 12 receptions. That's the way I see it. Uh, a little drawn-out game. Long possessions, and the Chiefs come away with a victory.
1: Do you think it's a cover where the Chiefs are sweating it out the entire game, or do you think it's back to our cover?
0: No, I, I think it's back to our cover.
1: Okay. All right. All right. That's all we got. Right in an hour. Doing good. By the way, uh, Littrell is asking, is there some weather coming this weekend? Yeah, there actually is. It's supposed to be a little bit of a uh, a light wintery mix, a uh, little snow, a little rain. Um, welcome to Kansas City. So um yeah, I mean we all know how that works too. It could it could miss the stadium and it's fine. But I mean uh it doesn't sound like it's anything crazy. It sounds like a little bit here and there. Um
0: we'll see. We'll see. This was the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. If you are a member What's tomorrow? We are doing a little member happy hour, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Verderam, myself, Patrick Gallen, uh, Matt Connor. We're going to have a lot of fun. So if you want to become a member, check it out in the link below and the Discord. A lot of fun. We talked during the games as well. We'll be giving you guys a pregame, halftime, and hopefully celebratory postgame show uh, on Saturday. So it'll be a lot of fun. Until then, for Verderam, I'm Sterling Holmes. We are out.